0: Good morning and welcome to the Rise and Grind Mastermind Call. This call was started on September 8th, 2016. This is a mastermind group and the mastermind group concept was formulated by Napoleon Hill. And Napoleon Hill wrote the book Think and Grow Rich in 1937. And what he researched when it took him 20 years to write this book was he did a lot of research on people who accumulated great wealth in America's worst depression. And these people were millionaires, billionaires, highly successful with empires. And what he realized is they never achieved anything by themselves. They always had a mastermind group behind them that helped them establish these huge companies and also helped them, you know, get their millions of dollars and accumulate a great fortune. So one thing that they all had in common was each of these highly successful people had a mastermind group. So this call is a mastermind group which goes on live every morning at 9 a.m. And a mastermind group is a group of like-minded people who come together to accumulate a great fortune. And what we say a great fortune, it's not just in money. It's in relationships. And it's in families. It's in communication. It's in things that you may know that I might not know, but we're sharing the wealth of knowledge amongst each other. So today's topic of today's call is environment and habits. We're talking about environment and habit, and we do these calls every day because the motto of the call is start your day with a vision. So environment and habit, we're talking about it from a point of reaching greater success. We are in a 67-day challenge because scientists have done extra research and know it doesn't just take seven days of doing something consistently to create a habit, or 30 days, or 60 days. It actually takes 67 days. But realize the 67-day challenge is never too late to start your habit today. But Environment has a lot to do with habit. Our environment has a lot to do with why we do what we do because of the space that we're in, because of the feedback that we're getting from people, because of the like-minded people or the people who are not so like-minded in our circles. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So the other people on this call are welcome to chime in, but since this call is out here on Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, however you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, et cetera, we're going to dive in into this, so feel free to chime in and um, reach out to us on any of those avenues if you want to continuously talk about um, what we're talking about after this episode is aired. So first thing I'm going to talk about as far as environment is our clothes. We understand when we put on our clothes, it has a lot to do with our mental courage or our lack of it. There are some people who say clothes just they're they're just not that important to me. They're just not that important to me. But imagine if your undergarments were soaking wet. You would be highly uncomfortable. So our clothes that we wear, if we don't wear dirty clothes, if we don't walk outside purposely with wet clothes, we understand that clothes have some kind of importance. And it's basically a mental picture, a mental picture of how we see ourselves and not only that but how other people see us. When we wear clothes that we want to wear, the clothes that you feel like I have enough money to wear these clothes, these clothes are readily available to me, it makes us feel better. I mean, it's common sense. Scientists have researched it, but when we're wearing something where we feel like we're dressing good, we're dressing better, we feel better when we dress better. It's important that we look the part, and we look the part at all times. Whether you're working out and you feel like, hey, working out is something I need to do. I need to work out on a daily basis, on a consistent basis. I need to work out every morning. If you feel that way, put on your workout clothes because every time you look at yourself, every time you observe your body, you pay attention to your body, you realize I'm wearing workout clothes. I need to get a workout in. It's the same thing with work clothes. If you're going to work, you feel like, hey, I need to go to work. I'm, I need to get ready for work. I'm always running late for work, whatever kind of work industry on the end. Someone should be able to look at you and see what type of industry you're in. They should be able to look at you and see whether you're a business person, see how you carry yourself, because you should be able to dress the part. No matter if you don't think it is important, branding is important, And it creates a mental picture within yourself. You don't want to seem like you just got out of bed, but you're a business owner. So realize that if you're working out, going to the gym, wear those nice workout clothes that you feel are appealing to you. If you have a certain career, just dress like you have a career. As well as when we're relaxing around the house, wear something that puts you in a mode of relaxation, like, oh, I'm done for the day, I'm in the house, this is my relaxing attirement. Our environment has a lot to do with our mental clarity. So however we dress, whenever we dress, it's important that we play a part um, in everything that we do. Clothes are a good business investment, whether you want to realize it or not, because it plays a part of that mental clarity. It's a strong part of our physical environment. And physical environment is basically what we're talking about on this call. Think about your work environment. I know a lot of us, you know, we're either authors or aspiring authors. We're either entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. So we don't have an office setting for all these things that we have our hands in. So sometimes the place where we sleep, um, our, our kitchen, our kitchen countertops, things of that nature become our workspace. But it's important that we have a designated workspace so that we feel efficient because, I know for me personally, it's kind of hard to write a book, and I feel like my bed is so comfortable, and I'm trying to write a book right sitting on my bed in my bedroom. We need to create a work environment environment that's basically clean, systematic, and usually if you want to do some research on it, I know a lot of us realize we like a certain kind of music for a certain time of day. Some of us have um, wake-up, you know, tracks that we listen to that puts us in a wake-up mood. Some of us have motivational music that we listen to, whether it's gospel or religion or some kind of spiritual music. Some of us have relaxation music that we listen to. But if we incorporate that into our work environment, that has something to do with your mental clarity. Music has a, a huge part, plays a huge part on our brain. So, because music usually puts you in some kind of mood. So if you incorporate music into your work environment, it will really change the mood. If you realize when you're walking into Walmart, you're walking into, I know Lowe's, for example, always typically you might hear some music. You walk into the mall, you're hearing music. Typically when someone works in a work environment and there's music always playing, there's a mood set. It's the Christmas season, you hear Christmas music. So it's putting you in a certain kind of mood. So incorporate some music into your work environment. Realize that you will not be efficient unless you enjoy your work environment. So when you look around your work environment, you have to sit down and you have to say, man, I need to write a chapter on this book that I'm trying to do. I need to write a sentence. I need to create a title. When you look around, it needs to be systematic and functional. Even if you're spreading out everything from a particular bag that you have, you just need to have enough space for it to be systematic and work for you. Create your work environment. I know for myself personally, when I started my in-home daycare, it was going so great. I had um, four different employees who were working here because it was 24 hours, seven days a week. I couldn't work at my house to do the other things that I wanted to do, like I've been a tax preparer since 2004. So what I did was go ahead and say, hey, I don't want to do taxes from home. I don't want to remotely keep driving to the client's home and do bookkeeping from home. I went ahead and I got a tax-slash-bookkeeping office. When I got that office, I realized, wow, it, this is the furniture that I picked out. I can look out the office window; it was such a, you know, nice scenery. I was on the third floor of my office building. Everything looked so nice and so beautiful. I had, you know, the little water flowing in there, coffee machine. Everything was fresh and brand new. The smell—I mean, all the visual senses. My, I had music playing in the background. Everything was just everything. And I know I did not have a center until I got that bookkeeping office. And I really contribute having that bookkeeping office to me getting my first daycare center because I had so much mental clarity by sitting in that office looking out that window, having time to focus and meditate in a nice, clean, stress-free environment where it was only me. And then I just so happened to look on Craigslist and see a daycare building for at least. And I was able to, you know, handle everything with mental clarity. I feel like if I stayed in my 24-hour daycare trying to do the things that I was trying to do, I wouldn't have been as sufficient because my work environment was kind of hectic. You know, there's a lot going on here. So realize that your work environment, it can double your workload if your environment you know, leaves you with a great mental picture. You know, sometimes when we listen to great music throughout the day, we're talking to good people, you're looking around and you're visually stimulated. At the end of the day, you may have more energy, but you probably may have done double the work, but your work environment was so comfortable. It was so relaxing. You listened to good music. Everything was – your mind was so stimulated that you don't realize, wow, today was one of the days where I cramped out the most work I've ever done in a long time. But it didn't even seem like it because I was in a good mind state. So realize that work environment has a lot to do. It's kind of like marketing. When you think of when something catches your eye in the mall or something catches your eye in a retail environment, they're basically trying to find out what you want and what will catch your eye. What will catch your mental stimulation? Is it the music when you walk into this place? Is it the way they advertise? That's how your work environment needs to catch your attention. It's basically like you're marketing for yourself. When you walk into that workspace, is it like, wow, I like this. This is exactly how I want it to be. This, is, this catches my attention in every kind of way. And there's scientific proof because really this is all psychology. It's all psychology when you think about how the clothes play a mental picture, how your work environment plays a mental picture. Also, the most important part of, well, not the most important, but one of the most important are your daily associates. The people you talk to on the phone on a daily, consistent basis plays a huge part in your physical environment because everything someone says, it leaves an impact on us. It leaves some kind of impression. So it's very important that when you say, hey, how you doing? Good Good morning that you're getting a positive vibe from the people you're talking to. Good afternoon. How's your day going? And because when people say something negative, that impression stays with you. And a lot of times we need to realize our daily associates, sometimes you may have to erase some people off your list because every word you hear has an impression. So you have to kind of like avoid bad company. Also the books that you read. When you think about your habits and your life going to the next level, You have to visualize, okay, if I'm visualizing how I want my environment to look, what I'm doing in my environment, and what this mental picture is that's going to take me to the next level, what are you wearing? What kind of music are you listening to? How does your work environment look? What kind of books are you reading that's going to take you to the next level? What are you actually doing that's going to take you to the next level? So the daily books or whatever kind of daily education you get, whether it's reading a blog, watching a YouTube video on how to do something, or writing a few sentences or chapters of your own book, it's very important to consistently reach outside your comfort zone and get some kind of outward education every single day. Mental development, mental development, which are, is our mental environment, that's really the most important of our environment because let's say the clothes that you wear, you're not too happy with it. Your work environment is kind of sloppy and messy. You can overcome all of these obstacles by having a good mental environment because your mentality can overpower that. But one thing that you can't, I mean, what you can't control is if you have a good physical environment but your mental space is jacked up. So you have to consistently work on start your day with a vision, monitor your thoughts, keep yourself in a positive space. That goes into saying your affirmations, believing who you are, because your mental picture has to be good at all times. Um, is there anyone else out there on a the call who wants to talk about environment, how environment plays a part in a reaching great success?
1: I wanted to add to the conversation, and I apologize if I'm repeating anything you said, Um Personal environment is very important as well. Um, just thinking back to my own personal story, um, back when I um, first started doing child care or even back when I was married, I know that um, it was a, a rough marriage. It wasn't the best marriage. And it was a lot always, uh, it was stressful in the household. And I know I had so many goals, so many dreams I wanted to work on, but it always seemed like I could never quite get there. I could never you know, bring them about, I can never take it to the next level. And, you know, I always sometimes used to think, okay, well, maybe it's just that, you know, I'm so busy with my family, you know, I have four children, you know, I have a husband, I don't have time, you know, maybe it's because of uh, maybe it's just not my timing. But what I finally began to figure out is it was my environment. It was that stressful, toxic environment that was bogging down my mindset and just wouldn't allow me to grow to where I needed to be. And just personally, as soon as I left the marriage and I made that choice that, you know what, I think this will be best for me and the children, things just took off tremendously with my business career when I fixed my personal. It's just something about being able to come home to a peaceful environment, a place that I can come home and I can detox and I can just, relax and, you know, be in my own space, my own head where my own thoughts could flow freely without someone else coming in and bombarding with something else or just that stress of life in a toxic relationship, marriage in my case, where it just brought me down, even just my creativity. I I mean, the ideas that I come up with now, the, the energy that I find in moments that I'm tired is you know, a hundredfold compared to what I could do then. So, you know, with anybody, and I'm, I'm not giving anybody kind of relationship advice, marriage advice, anything like that, but if you are sitting there thinking, hmm, I don't think this is the best situation for me, or, you know, I don't think I'm growing, you know, you might be on the right track. I mean, we talked about our sixth sense or our inner voice that could be speaking to you to say, okay, maybe it's time to make that change. Sometimes that's what's keeping you from going to the next level. It's not necessarily money. It's not necessarily the lack of great ideas. It's just your environment and that negative energy that you have around you. So in my personal case, I know that that was the biggest and best decision I made for myself because as soon as I made that change and got that relationship out of my life, I mean, things took off tremendously. I was able to um, have more clientele. You know, um, I was able to do the fun things I wanted to do in my home child care, which made You know, I had more satisfied customers, and then I was able to get my building. I was able to take off and do the things I needed to do and come up with ideas, and life just takes off from there. So that's just what I wanted to contribute to it is also looking at your personal environment and look at sometimes those closest relationships and see how they uh, may be holding you back and holding you down. I'll go ahead and pass it back to the rest of the team if someone wanted to add something else to the conversation.
2: Oh yeah, good morning. um Environment is definitely imperative to one's success. um This is an awesome call. I've been saying that line for probably like ten, fifteen years, and i know um it really first struck me when um i mean i I come from a, a fairly a fairly um a nice background with my family. But then I got, I got involved with some people in some places, and did some things that I really didn't have any business doing. Um, and what I had to realize is, I know to, uh, when when Tomiko was talking earlier, uh, when I when I you know do, did an inventory and checked out a few things in my life, you know, a lot of those things that played a key role in me taking that turn left when I should have just stayed right was. Um, the 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 environment that I was putting myself in mentally, the, the mental pictures that I began to feed myself, um, the company that I began to keep uh, hang around, uh, became very influential and after thinking those thoughts, having those images day after day and doing those same habits, you know, after a, a length of time, you know. That actually began to become my reality, but how I broke out of that was the same way that I got into that. I had to start fresh, fresh and new, like a clean sheet of paper, and begin to have new visualizations, new ideas of where I need, where I want it to be, where, how can I get there? And then, just like when I got with the wrong crowd, I began to socialize and mingle with people that were going in uh, in a positive direction. So the environment was, for me, I'm I'm a very mental person, so I have to be careful what I feed my mental faculty, what what I'm feeding my spirit, my soul, at all times because I'm that type of person. That you know, if if I'm not if I'm not checking myself, you know I I'll, I'll really get you know delusional, and Randolph can get into a lot of trouble. So it's very important for me to guard my mind. When I when and some, sometimes even in fact, you know I, I might have to even take a chaperone upstairs or run some things by a few people just to make sure. Hey, this is a solid idea, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know to get you know a. An outside opinion, not even from a friend or someone in your mastermind group, all the time, but just from from another individual. You know, that's that's on the up and up, of course. But um, that's just what I had wanted to add, as far as you know, um, how environment is imperative to one's success, and not not just your physical environment, but your your mental and your spiritual environment. And, and by doing certain activities daily, we are creating certain habits that that it that infects our environment mentally. That's all I wanted to add. I'll turn the call back over to Tamika or Shana.
0: Okay. We talked a lot about the physical environment, but what I want to talk about now is that form of habit. I I talked briefly about how we have that sixty seven day habit challenge going on. And habits are something that are typically hard. It's hard to start a new habit because in order to start a new habit, you have to. There's no way of getting around it. You have to stop old habits. It's kind of like how you find yourself running in circles when you're creating a to-do list, but you never create a not-to-do list. You're still doing the same old stuff. You're just adding more nonsense stuff that it, you know, if you need to stop some old stuff to make those new stuff more effective. So it's kind of like mental creases that we have to develop. It's like when you get a new pair of shoes, those shoes work out better when you break them in. Um, You get a new music instrument. That music instrument works out better when you break it in. So it's kind of like we have to break ourselves in and give ourselves those mental creases to create new habits because, like I said, to create new habits, we have to make sure we realize what was I doing wrong? What was that that was holding me back? What is it? Because you just can't say, hey, I'm going to go to the gym every day. What was the problem before you even started going to the gym. Were you eating wrong? Were you just being lazy? What was it? So we always have to find out what do we need to add to that not-to-do list and what old habits do we need to stop before we create new ones because it has a lot to do with that physical environment. And it's kind of like creating a path in the forest. You know, if you're going to create a path in the forest, you have to become a good path maker because if the forest is full of trees, you have to make a clear path. You have to make a deep path. You have to concentrate. So it's kind of like you have to find out if the old path wasn't working, you have to create a new path. And the only path that you have is the one that you have to create. No matter what kind of analogy we use, is like, You have to start brand new. Every day is brand new. It's kind of like we say start your day with a vision. We can say that every day, every day, every day, but it's no getting around it because if you want to create a new path for your life, it has to be brand new to you. It has to be uncomfortable to you. It has to be a new habit. So the only path that you have is the one you create, and you have to resist the temptation of taking the easy path. It's kind of like if you're thinking about that analogy I was just talking about the forest is full of trees. There's no path, but you're trying, to, you're trying to squeeze yourself between the trees instead of knocking them down and creating a path. It's like the path has to be clear. Your goal is way in the back of the forest, so you have to create a path to get to that goal and stop trying to take the easy road. It's going to be uncomfortable. You may get scratches and scrapes trying to get to that, but in the end result, once you go those 67 days, once you start that new habit today, it's going to make it all worthwhile. And basically, I know for myself personally, I've learned a lot of this in 2016, that if I do something and it's working, I need to stick to it. Not try to go so many different ways and try this, try that, multitask with this, multitask. If something is working for you, it's kind of like it's God's vision for your life. If you're operating with God's will, it's kind of like that inner GPS system that we talked about. Like we don't need a GPS system to tell us, hey, you're going in the right direction. It's already equipped within us because if you try something different and the old thing was working, maybe you need to go back to the old thing and just innovate it a little bit. Do do better at what you were doing, however you were doing it. So it's kind of like we have to stick to it to make it work. We have to start a habit. It's going to be uncomfortable, but stick to it, stick to it, stick to it. Because whatever the will that you feel that you have for your life or whatever you feel like God's will is, it's useless if you don't have any kind of persistence to stick to it. It's kind of like you have to have some invincible determination. You have to stick to something long enough. And basically, it will change the way your brain works. It's kind of like the way we do this call every morning at 9 a.m. For me, it's very important not just to say, hey, we have a call out here in the atmosphere, we're talking about whatever, but it's something that I'm actually sticking to and have a plan for and believe in the plan and believe in the outcome just like the first call we did and we talked about the vision. I still have that same vision, and I'm sticking with it long enough to make sure what the vision is is actually going to come out the past. And what you realize when you start any kind of new habit, it transforms your brain to go from success to success, like we talked about on one call about creative victory laws. When you know that if I stick to something long enough, I become good at it, I become an expert in it, I can help someone else out in it. It changes the way your brain works, it makes you more self confidence it makes you think that, okay, yeah, if I stick to something and create, make it a habit, I can succeed at it. Whether it's going to the gym, losing weight, whether it's eating right, getting healthier, whether it's working, working on something with your kids and developing a better relationship, it makes our brain realize, hey, if I do this certain step, this will work. A lot of people who talk negative all the time, they don't believe in your dreams, they don't believe in vision. A lot of times they don't believe in themselves because they have a mental program themselves to start new habits, stick to the new habits, and stick to it long enough where they don't fail. They just keep being successful at it. Because right when we stop doing something, you know, that was the next step to success. But when you stop, you have no other choice but to fail at it because you give up. Realize that persistence is basically auto-suggestion. We talked a lot about auto-suggestion. That's basically affirmations. But persistence and believing in yourself, repeating your affirmations, that's basically how the habit arouses that desire into your brain. Because if you're creating a habit saying, hey, if I do this every day, this is going to be the outcome, your brain basically gets stimulated. Nobody can tell you any difference. It's just like um, I heard someone saying, you know certain topics or certain formats or something we're going a certain kind of way but the way this call has been going for 67 plus episodes the format is strategic everyone is welcome to chime in on life experiences we're not talking textbooks we're not talking what should be common sense we're talking about our individual life experiences on things that can help take us to another level as a mastermind group. So we're not here to criticize. We're not here to bring any kind of negativity. Everything is uplifting, encouraging, inspiring, and it's reaching a greater audience, which for me to see people, you know, listen to this call outside the United States, Uganda, um, I mean, that's motivating to me because I feel like, you know, we're putting something out here in the atmosphere that someone can benefit from. Is there anybody else who want to talk about
2: creating a habit, habits to success? Yes, um, I I can uh, have a few things to say about creating uh, new habits. I was actually talking with a friend yesterday, and it might sound a bit comical, but uh, he was saying how uh, he still goes to sleep from time to time because he was in an environment, you know, I think he he was in in prison or something, and he still goes to sleep with his jeans on and everything on. And I'm like, I laughed at first, and I actually had to catch myself because I remember how hard it was for me to break my, my drug habit. For years, I did the same thing, same thing, same thing, same thing. And, I, you know, I began to share, you know, bits and pieces of me, and hopefully it might have, you know... Turn, you know, the light might have went off in his head. I'm not sure or not. But, you know, it, it is frustrating. It It is hard to break an old habit. But that's where uh, an accountability partner or, or a support group, uh, all those types of things, you know, come into play in order for you to achieve whatever new habit that you're trying to accomplish, you know. I, I'm not big on working out, but but I assume, you know, uh, the, the support system of the mirrors right there, the other people working out, the camaraderie that, that happens there, you know, that, that, that gives energy, that feeds your spirit to continue, to continue doing whatever it is that you're doing. Um, same thing in, in my recovery. I, I mean, I, I have various people I can call from time to time, not even recovery-based. I mean, you know, we can be talking about anything, but because I have this support system, and these guys or these women, you know, they, they really, you know, we, we genuinely love each other and care for each other and want everybody to do well, I can call these people and and, and get the feedback and, and, and the insight that I need so that I can be the most productive Randolph. So stepping outside of your comfort zone definitely is, is a key to uh, forming that new habit and talking to people about what it is that you're trying to overcome because the real deal is, is if you don't if you don't put yourself out there, if you're not being transparent, if you're not talking about these things, nobody knows. I mean, it, it, you can kind of see the, you know, the, the the, you know, maybe this person is going through something, but what is the something that you're going through? You know, we have to get to the point in in, in our life and our walk where we're able to say, you know what, I'm not I'm not strong in this area, or I need I need some help in this area. Do you know where I can go to get that? And, and, and that's half the battle. Once you actually say that, then the help can begin to help you. But if you don't put yourself out there, it's really hard to break out of any habit, you know, that, that, you, that you might be going through at the time. That's all I had. I'll turn it back over to Tamika. Um, okay.
0: One last thing I wanted to say was um, in reference, you made a good point when you talked about the accountability partner, you know, sharing things that you're struggling with, sharing things that you want to create new habits and so on and so forth, because it's a good point because a lot of these habits that we have, we don't realize that a lot of them started when we were children. And I realized in 2016 when I was listening to an audio book called Give Me Money that my money blueprint was programmed when I was a child. Growing up, hearing my mom say, girl, I don't have no money for that. I don't have no money for that. What you think? I got money for everything. You always want, I don't have any money. I don't have any money. Hearing my dad say, I don't have any money. And they weren't necessarily saying it from a standpoint that they really didn't have the money. They were saying it by habit. So I had to realize that, wow, me growing up, me being, you know, 35 years old in 2016, I was still saying, I don't have any money. I don't have any money. I can't keep consistently say I don't have any money, but yet believe that my words have power, believe that whatever comes out my mouth, like repeating my affirmation is going to change something. I realized that me saying, I don't have any money, I don't have any money, put me in a position to the point that I didn't have any money because that was a habit that I had to force myself to break. Also, my whole life I realized, You know, I've been wanting marriage, wanting relationships with this particular right person that's supposed to come along, but I had to realize in certain areas of my life, I never felt like there were any kind of like-minded people who thought similar to like, hey, I want to be a millionaire, I want to be successful. Everybody else was kind of shutting down the ideas, you know, that I that I come along come across my path like, uh, oh, money isn't everything. Why are you wishing for money? Money, money, money. You always stuck on that money stuff. So I just would sometimes isolate myself in life. So I'm like, Am I the only one who wants to be a millionaire? Am I the only one who wants to live in a mansion that, that I surround myself with? And I would see the other people. We're just naturally surrounded by people like this. Until the year of 2016, I realized the importance of wanting to be surrounded by like-minded people and understanding the law of attraction. And then I realized that certain people just so happen to come across my path, but it's not coincidence. It's because the way you think, you will attract people to come across your path because you're thinking a certain kind of way. You're bringing everything into your life. Everything in your life is a result of taking 100% responsibility because your thoughts become things. So I had to become more transparent with the way I was thinking because I was thinking from a point of habit. So this year learning, you know, that to break that habit of saying I don't have any money, I don't have any money, I don't have any money, as well as learning my money blueprint as far as just because I have cash, I felt the need to spend it. Now I try to keep cash on me at all times. So whenever I look down in my purse, you know, my, my phone wallet, whatever it is, in my car, I always have money, but I don't necessarily have to feel the urge to spend it. I don't necessarily have to look down and think, you know, mentally, oh, I don't have any money, I don't have any. No, I have the money now. I can always look at the cash, but I don't have to spend it, and I'm off the mindset of saying I don't have any money. So, I mean, that's the accountability partner Learned that in 2016, and, and the habit topic that we're talking about is very important. Is there anyone else out there on the call who wanted to talk about um, environment and habit before we go ahead and wrap it up?
2: Well I just think it was a very good call, though. Thanks everyone for their input and uh, good All call. Right.
0: Well, I just want to end this call. Make sure you say, start your day with your affirmations. Affirm who you are. Use your affirmation strategically. We're entering into 2017 and I know a lot of people are going to be, you know, making New Year's resolutions, vision boards, etc. So it's a very good concept to consistently, you know, chime in on our Facebook page and talk about what you're doing to create your habits or what are you doing to change your environment because we have to understand what's not working and stop the old stuff so that we can make sure we implement the new things that we want to start and change and take our life to another level. So I want to thank you for joining this call and have a nice day.